message of the symbols of Christmas. Just sitting on this and praying about what the Lord would want me to say in closing of today's ministry, I want to turn our attention to the wise men who brought three gifts and the symbols that those gifts represent. So in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, the Bible says that now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod and the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you in Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when the king, and when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, They departed for their own country another way. So this message here, simply entitled The Three Symbols of Christmas here. What's interesting with the wise men is that the manger scene would actually technically not include the wise men quite yet. See, the wise men did not come on the night of Jesus' birth. They saw the star on the night of his birth, and so they began to travel hundreds of miles in order to get to this king. So it would have taken them weeks and months even, and some even think he could have been a young child, maybe even all the way up to age two. And the reason why they gathered that is because Herod, who was so mixed up with this king being born in Bethlehem, ended up sending a decree to go and take the life of any boy two years and younger. What's interesting, too, is history tells us that there could have been even 14 wise men that showed up with these gifts, these treasures that they have. And we say three because of a couple reasons. One, because there's three gifts that are mentioned in the Scriptures, and also because we sing songs like We Three Kings of Orient Are and (laughs) things like that. But... There might be more to this than maybe tradition would say and the things we've seen in Christmas stories and things like that. But I want to focus on those three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh. Now, I think it's interesting that we're focusing on this today because they did this in the Sunday school class too. 
And um, it's just interesting. I was holding this, ready to put it up here, and Scott Larson thought I had his set that he had brought in for Sunday school. Like, what are you doing with that? I have it ready for class. And, but I think maybe God's going to try to say something to us today through these simple gifts that these men brought to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. How many of you know that Jesus holds three offices? King, priest, and prophet. And I think there's some symbolism here in these gifts that these wise men brought to Jesus. And one of the first gifts would be the gold. The gold that was brought to him, representing his royalty. This is a king that we've come to worship and we've come to bring gifts. One of the other gifts would have been frankincense. How many of you have a frankincense candle at your house? Nobody. Okay, just checking. Frankincense, the way they got this particular incense was they would sort of cut up a tree, carve it up a little bit, and allow the sap to ooze out. And this resin that would develop, they would actually be able to burn this resin as incense. And I want you to catch something here. Incense would only be something that's burned to God. These men brought something that would only be given to God. Frankincense. And then the other one is similar in that it's also extracted from a tree and it's this myrrh, this spice. And there's a couple things this spice was used for. They would mix it with wine and produce something called gall, G-A-L-L. And if you would take this into your system, it would act like, uh, almost like a uh, nerve block or a um, sort of pain medication. But it was also used as a way to anoint a dead body. I'm thinking like embalming fluid that we might use today. Now, why in the world would wise men bring gifts like this, especially something like embalming fluid to a, a young child? Just seems like maybe an odd gift to give. But the importance is to recognize the prophetic nature of these gifts that were being given. This king this priest that would burn incense in the most holy of places in the presence of God, this high priest has now come. And he is going to be the one that the veil gets torn because of his death on the cross. And then myrrh. They gave Jesus gall. They tried to lift it up to him and take it in. But one thing to note is when the women went to anoint Jesus' body, he was gone. And so while this prophetically speaks to the cross, it's important to recognize that this precious child would also conquer death. The conquering king who came to seek and save that which is lost. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh were the most expensive items that could have been brought and given as gifts. They brought their best to worship this king. I just want to just 
throw out an illustration here, but imagine if we put it out there that Jesus was going to be here today shaking hands with everybody after the service. Would that be a big deal? Yeah, that'd be a very big deal. We'd have people coming from all over. Man, Jesus is here today. What's interesting, I want to just tell you this, he is here. He is here. And we can bring our best to him every day. That's a form of worship, bringing our best to the king. And these wise men, they gave their best, and it doesn't even compare to the greatest gift that would be given to them. They gave gifts to the greatest gift of Jesus Christ. I want to highlight this part in Matthew 2, verse 11, that when they had come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down, and they worshipped him. And then look at this. When they had opened their treasures, they then presented gifts. Worship is the matter right here in our heart. And the treasury of our heart needs to be open to the king this Christmas. Before they presented these gifts... The Bible tells us they opened this treasure. And before you bring your gifts and your worship to the Lord, you have to open your heart to him. A closed heart will not worship. A closed heart will not recognize the significance of Jesus Christ in the Christmas season. And so I want to challenge us to open our hearts this Christmas to what it is that God would want to do in our life. And I recognize the distance that these wise men went. They said they'd seen the star in the east and they've come to worship him. At some point in all of our lives, we'll have to determine if this king is really worth worshiping. You have to make that decision. Is he worth it? We all have to answer that question. Is he worth it? And I want to tell you today, I guarantee he is. He's so worth it. And maybe you've seen these signs or heard a song with this line in it, but I want to challenge us with this. Wise men still seek him. Wise men still seek him. It would be great wisdom for you to lean in during Christmas and recognize the amazing things that God would want to do in your life and the life of those around you. And that's my message today, and I want us to lean in and recognize that if this is the reason for the season, that we have a Savior that's come to take upon the sin and the punishment that all of us deserve in this room so that we could be set free. He's worth it. He's worth it. Will you bow your heads with me as we pray? Father, I thank you so much 
for the free gift of salvation that you extend towards everyone. Doesn't matter what we've done, the things we've been mixed up in and the life that we've lived and the troubles we walk through, nothing can separate us from your love. And I pray, Father, for every person that's listening right now to open their hearts and give their heart to you. Perhaps there's someone listening right now that today there's, there's a knock on your heart of Jesus Christ saying, let me in. Let me change your life. And that's an invitation to meet with the King of Kings. I want to encourage you to lean into that knock, that voice of the Holy Spirit, and invite Jesus into your life. Just simply pray with me in your heart to receive him now. Just simply say, Jesus, Today, I want to give you my life. I want to open my heart to you to receive this gift of salvation. So I ask that you would forgive me of my sin, that you would cleanse me from unrighteousness. You'd give me a new heart, and that you would live in me. And I thank you for this gift of salvation. And help me to live for you from this day forward. We thank you, Lord, for salvation happening right now in people's hearts and lives. In this sacred moment, with every head bowed and eye closed, if you prayed to receive Christ into your life, will you just simply acknowledge that with me and just lift your hand. Say, Pastor Russ, I prayed that with you today. Just simply lift it up and bring it right back down. Anyone at all praying that prayer of salvation with me right now? Simply lift your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Father, I thank you for these individuals that by faith are reaching out to you. And Lord, as we continue in this Christmas season, help us to remember the most important peace. In all of this, this message of the cross and salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for watching this week's message. It is our heart to follow up with people if they've responded to something that God did in that message. One thing we want to note is if you just gave your life to Christ and you prayed that prayer at the end to receive him into your life, we want to send you this free resource called Now What? And this is a journal that comes with a Bible, and it's designed to help you grow and take the next steps in your faith journey. If you're interested in receiving this free resource, we encourage you to simply reach out and connect with us here at the bottom of the screen. You'll see you can email us or you can send us a text message. Simply text BELIEVE to the number that you see here on the screen. We want to get this into your hands so that you can grow in your faith. And it's our heart here at Faith Community Church to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Thanks for watching.